Is that self-involved, though? Isn't this whole show pretty self-involved? Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Analog on Relay FM. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by Studio Neat, makers of the Glyph, the Cosmonaut, and the Neat Ice Kit. Dash, where you can create beautiful websites with just a few clicks, and Drafts, where text starts on the iPhone and the iPad, now easier and more powerful than ever. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the internet's most wonderful human being, Mr. Casey Liss. You know, that's a bit of an exaggeration, and I don't think actually true, but that's very kind of you to say. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Well, it's committed to a podcast now, so it must be true. Is that like publishing it on Wikipedia? Is that how that works? Yeah. Do you have a Wikipedia page? No. Actually, it's... Oh, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm committed now. Uh, Just earlier today, I was looking to see if John had one, John Syracuse, and he does not. Uh, Marco does, Instapaper does, of course, Tumblr does. And I mean, I'm not terribly surprised Marco or Instapaper does or do, but, um, John doesn't even have one. And I felt like this was, um, I feel like this is a little wrong. Glenn Fleischman has one. Um, and not that any of these people shouldn't, it's just, I don't know. I feel like if anything, John should have one. The accidental tech podcast comes up in Wikipedia, but it doesn't have a page. Right. And you have one of those really annoying links that is red underlined yeah yep so it's kind of like i recognize you as a thing but i won't give you a page yeah exactly that we are giving you the bare minimum amount of recognition i also do not have one but i am listed on the five by five page i think that's wrong there you go (laughs) (laughs) does steven have one Uh, probably steve hackett does well that must be the same guy steven richard steve hackett born 12 february 1950 is an english musician songwriter and singer sounds about right oh he was in genesis well there you go i mean one of those things is like i feel like it's just another thing like you get a wikipedia page and you've made it but it's like yeah i don't even know how you get one it's so weird i was gonna say it surprises me that marco has one and and john doesn't but then you think about the things that marco's been involved with maybe it makes Mm -hmm. sense you know yep um i think the way it works is you just make it and you save no. it and you know it gets public. No, hold on. You just do it, right? Or at least I think this is the way it works. And then eventually, and this is what Slade 401 just said in the chat, some moderator will come in and make a ruling as to whether or not you or me or John is is noteworthy enough to justify having an entry. And inevitably the answer will be no. So yeah, things I don't want to set it up. It has to be set up for me like I feel actually like, i think that's the rules yeah because you just said you you set it up or do you mean like you i'm saying like if i random joe right like if i made a page for mike hurley right although how would i do that would i spell it the adopted but incorrect way i don't i'm not trolling you i'm saying your given name is michael with an i right yeah so well i mean i guess it's like like steven steve hackett we just had there you know yeah, it's like point. mike or like michael mike hurley I guess mm, mm-hmm. something like that. Michael Hurley is a like a country and western singer. It's uh, funny to me that it's always country and western to you guys because to us it's just country. Okay, I don't know. Just one of those weird idiosyncrasies. So the and western just doesn't exist, or you just shortened it? We just shortened it. Like I understand 
not only what you're saying, and I know that that is the is it etymology. Is that the word I'm looking for? The history of that of that phrase. Yes. But um, but we never say country in Western. It's just country. Okay. And actually, country is really popular these days in areas of well, the country that you wouldn't expect. I'm talking like the Northeast, outside uh, New York. Like all of my high school friends from in Connecticut, they're all like hugely into country music, which just weirds me out. So you you have a piece of follow up that I need to correct everybody on. Oh, okay, yes. So let's do some follow up. Um, we had talked uh, last week, I believe. Uh, you had brought up a comedian that had done a uh, shtick on how just about any word in the British language could end up being taken to mean drunk. Mm-hmm. And someone, uh, Stuart Wilkes, spelled in the British way, W-I-L-K-E-S, um, he had said that, I'm pretty sure this is the person you are thinking of, and it's uh, Michael McIntyre, and he provides a link. And I assumed that that is actually correct. And now, based on how you led into this, I'm guessing that is not correct. Rob Lewis, friend of the show, also sent this to me. Um, And then I instantly remembered, I have seen this sketch before, but this is not the original sketch. Michael McIntyre, who I'm not a big fan of, I think he stole this joke from a lesser-known comedian. The the, the comedian, I I will never find the video. Basically, so the, the story is, in the days when 3G first became available in this country. A new network uh, was born called Three. It still exists today. It's just the number three. Um, And they sold these like insane handsets. Like they were huge handsets and they were all really weird. And I had one. It was a Nokia phone uh, where it was kind of like square shaped and the buttons were around the outside um, okay. I'm, okay, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna put this in the show notes because this it, isn't the like circular one that Federico loved, is it? No, I also had that one that Federico had, but this is this is a different phone. This is Nokia did really peculiar, strange phones. This is the Nokia 7600. Was was the phone very peculiar, very weird phone? I'm gonna put a link in the chat room for people to the Wikipedia page in case you can go and take a look at what this phone. Oh. Like. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird, right? Nokia did a lot of this. They made very, very peculiar phones. Um, I don't know why. So I had this phone, and I had it on three. And they used to... to They, they had, like, f- free content that they gave, like comedy and sport and stuff like that. So every week, they had, well, they had a partnership with a comedy store. Um, and the comedy store used to publish videos of people that have been on the shows, like on their stages... So I watched a video that was this sketch. It was just one sketch, and it was by some guy. I remember the guy was quite skinny and had long hair. Um, and so, yeah, this, this, that, that was. I watched this sketch, and it was this guy, and he was saying about Wednesday. That was the joke. It was about being Wednesday, and then it kind of went on from there. And then many years later, I saw uh, Michael McIntyre perform this on stage and realized that he stole the joke, or he just also came across himself but i don't really like him so i assume he stole it so that's a really 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 long story not short and unnecessary but that's how that happened can i tell you a very boring and unnecessary story yes please i'm all about that today yeah so uh my first cell phone i believe was a i don't know how to say nokia the correct way like you do nokia I don't know. I know. I don't think I say it correctly either. I don't know, but I just say Nokia. But I, I anyway. think it's closer to the actual correct pronunciation in Nokia. 
Yeah, I think you're right. So anyway, I had a that 8210, which at the time was absurdly, absurdly, absurdly small. Like the, the picture, we'll yeah. put a link in the show notes. Well, it is absurdly small. It's absurdly small for now. This is a time when phones were supposed to be small. Yeah, well, also consider, though, that it was fairly thick, but it was very, very short and not very wide, and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world to use. And this was far and away my favorite cell phone, and I probably had 10 different cell phones before I eventually got an iPhone. This was my favorite one until I got the Motorola Motorola Razr, which I also freaking loved. And that was around the time that... Um, it started to be trendy to be very thin, not necessarily small, but very, very thin. And this thing, especially at the time, was just absurdly thin, the Razer was. And oh my God, I love that phone so much. So the upgrade to the 8210 was the 8310, mm-hmm. and it was really sweet. It, it like lit up, like the keypad lit up. Oh yeah? Really cool phone. It also had an things. FM radio in it. That's pretty, weird, but that's pretty cool. cool. Oh, look, the picture of the 8310 on Wikipedia has one of your uh, currency. No. That's not a one pound No, thing? that's a euro. Oh. Thank yeah, you so much for listening to this week's episode of Analog. The show is over. <laughs> that's it. Well, now that I zoom in, I see that it says euro on it. I don't know. Whatever. It's all the same stuff, right? You just assumed because it wasn't a dollar coin. That it must be. Well, you just assume that such a thing exists. And yes, listeners, I know a dollar coin exists. I know it does. never, ever use them. I know it does. That was why I said it, because I knew you would fall into my trap. Uh-huh. I actually uh, wish we used change more. I, or I wish... I, that, I, maybe that's not true. I wish the change meant something here. But because our largest generally used piece of change is a quarter, and you can't buy a darn thing with that, I don't know if you can even make a public phone call with a quarter anymore. And so I don't even understand why we have change anyway. You can probably buy a quarter of something. I guess. Anyway, um, before we continue with a little bit more follow-up, do you want to tell me about something cool? Yeah, I can do that. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by our friends at Agile Tortoise and their fantastic app, Drafts. Drafts is the quick and easy way to capture and share text on iOS. It's one of the App Store's most popular productivity apps, and it's gone to a whole new level with Drafts 4. In Drafts, text comes first. You open the app to a new blank draft, ready and waiting for you to type. Drafts stops you getting distracted when you want to post something to Twitter or Facebook. It stops you from having to tap through multiple screens to send an email or an SMS. You don't need to navigate through folders or create files just to jot down a note, phone number, address or create a to-do. Drafts is the one-stop shop for getting something out of your brain and into anywhere you need to go on your iPhone or iPad. It has extensive output options that let you send your drafts to services like Twitter, Facebook, Mail, Messages. You want to create a calendar event. You can quickly save or prepend or append to Dropbox, iCloud Drive, Google Drive, or Evernote Notes. It integrates with third-party apps like OmniFocus and Fantastical to help you get your tasks or appointments in quickly. And it also features Federico Vitici style advanced multi-step actions and JavaScript integration to combine all of this stuff together into incredible workflows that you can trigger in just one tap. With drafts, you can make it as simple as you want or as complex as you want, and it just handles it all beautifully and gracefully. There's a whole community that's driven 
to create this action directory. This allows you to find and share call actions, keyboard extensions, and third-party app integrations. It helps drafts continue to grow more and more and get even more powerful all the time. Of course, there's iOS share and today extensions and support of iOS 8 document pickers for importing and exporting your information. And Drafts is now a universal app with great support for portrait and landscape orientation. This really shines on the new iPhones 6 and 6 Plus. I love Drafts. It's become my primary note-taking app on iOS because it's really nice to write in. I can configure it to look how I want. and it, But it also allows me to do things like just to zip text around the place. It's so powerful, but also feels so simple at the same time, depending on how I want to use it. Go right now to agiletortoise.com slash drafts to find out more or search for Drafts 4 in the App Store. Thank you so much to Agile Tortoise for sponsoring this week's episode of Analog and helping support Relay FM. Thanks, guys. It's a great app, Drafts. Just mm-hmm. genuinely just a fantastic app. And it's one of those ones that's like, it's been developed more and more and more over time. Um, and Greg is, you know, is is partly responsible for all the the advancement of X callback URLs. Like, yeah, really, really great, really great. You should check them out. Yeah, I'm surprised that Federico doesn't have like a shrine to uh, Greg because so much of Federico's beloved workflows are directly responsible, or, or Greg is directly responsible for those. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how is uh, week two been, Mister Fun Employed? Um, better. Good. De- definitely better. Uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So that's like, so basically we had planned to do the email follow-up show today and I decided I didn't want to do it because I kind of, when I feel under the weather, I'm like, I don't want to, I only want to do what I want to do right now. And if I don't want to do it right now, I won't do it. Um, and I want to save it because it's a, it feels too involved, the show, and I have to concentrate and be more sensible and I don't really feel like that right now. But yeah, I feel a little under the weather today and it started to make me think a little bit differently about my life now because, <laughs> like, if I feel ill, I have, I ha- previously could either continue to stay at work or I could go home, right? And that's that. Right. I can't make that same decision anymore. Like, I can make the decision to either work or to lay in bed, Right. I can make that decision, but there are ramifications for both. And it's up to me how I choose to do that now. There's there's nobody to allow me to to lay in bed tomorrow instead of getting up and, and working hard. Like I have right. a bunch of things that I put off tomorrow, uh, to, to tomorrow because I didn't feel that great this evening um, and knew that I had to still record. So I wanted to kind of take it easy for the day. But then tomorrow, what do I choose to do? Do I choose to do all of the things on my to-do list or do I put them off until next Monday where I just build up again? Like, so it's just, it's, it's just an, an example of another like thing that is different in my life because now if something doesn't get done, there isn't, there can be somebody else to pick it up for me, but that isn't kind of how it works now so much. Right, right. Like, because... If I have to hand something over to someone, I either need to explain it to them fully, which is still part of the job, you know, or I, because of how I am, if it's something that I have to explain to someone, I'm then just going to check it all over anyway, make sure it's all done properly. So it's like, <laughs> what's the what's the whole point in doing it in the first place? So then I'm still, you know, so then I, it's like, what do I do then with that? It, it, that because I care about it more, anything, all of my tasks or anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's just another little thing that I've been thinking about. It's like, huh, so now what? Like, uh, 
it, I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you do you have any sort of opinion on that? Like, I, I, I mean, I know it's difficult because obviously you're not in the same situation, to be, but you hear that, and what what does it make you think? I don't know. I I feel like you're going to do yourself the best service by getting better as quickly as possible. And if doing work is strenuous to you, and I don't mean that to be dismissive or, or, you know, anything like that, but if you find it's mentally strenuous or for whatever reason, physically strenuous, then I'd say just stay in bed, man, do something that's easier yet also productive. So rather than try to drum up new ad sales or something like that, maybe just play a video game. You know, you're going to talk about on, um, virtual do something, watch the watch kit video that came out a, a day or two ago, just because it's, it's a good video and you don't have to be a developer to understand it. Do, I would do something somewhat productive if tangentially productive and just get better. Yeah. Don't that feel makes guilty. sense. That, that, that actually makes quite a lot of sense. But my thing is it's like, it's not even so much of like it being strenuous when I, when I'm when I feel sick uh I just don't want to work which I don't think is a a strange thing I think that that's quite a normal thing I'm kind of just like oh, I don't want to do it you know um but then there's this this other point right now where I'm like can I be like that like really can I can I really just decide I don't want to do something anymore Mm-hmm. Like I feel guilty about that. It's like I have this great job now, and is it is it fair for me to just be like, oh, I don't feel well today. Oh, I'm not going to work. No, I think it is fair. I think it's completely fair because even though you're doing what you want to be doing, and even though it is your potentially dream job, it isn't your dream vacation. It isn't your dream holiday. It isn't your dream play. It's your dream job. And no matter what, it's still work. It may be a heck of a lot better than the work at the bank, but it's work. And there's going to be times that you're just going to want to, what is it, skive off? and um, Yeah, skive and, works. And, and just not worry about work-related things, especially if you're under the weather. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Um, however, I do know you have a very, very angry boss, and I don't know how Stephen will take that. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just an, an inter- another interesting thing like that I've noticed. I, and that's kind of what I'm going through at the moment. It's just new and interesting things that are happening. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah... That that's that's kind of today. However, I must say, the last week I've felt a lot better in general. Have like, you been working an appropriate amount? I mean that honestly. You know, a lot of uh, self-employed people I know they go from working a pretty consistent forty or whatever hours at their jobby job, and then they work eighty hours a week at their work for themselves job because they're so scared to ever say no to work. Do you feel like you're falling into that trap? No, I don't know. Good. That's and that's good because sign. I've been I was given a lot of advice. So my my first week like I felt weird like this because I was trying to not work every hour. So like right. what I what I'm finding that I'm doing is just spreading my work day. And and I'm doing more than I did before, but not a heck of a lot more because I don't think I need to right now. Like I feel like I'm doing enough. The business is going well. I'm selling more sponsors. Um, I am 
prepping for all the shows with more detail. I'm mm. taking mm. more time to edit. Uh, I'm learning new stuff. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about new things. I'm thinking about new ways to develop the business. I'm working on some stuff, but I'm taking a lot of that slow because it's week two. Uh, so I'm trying to still establish a bit of a flow, but I'm, I've made the decision like that I need to have something that, you know, I spoke about this before. I need to, I feel like I need to enjoy me time, like Mm -hmm. private time and downtime, which is something that I have not had in, in any meaningful amount for many, many years. So I'm doing that in the daytime because the recording hours have not changed. Sure. So like I'm splitting my daytime between like doing, okay, I'll work for an hour. I'll play PlayStation for an hour. I'll work for half an hour. I'll go out for a bit. I'll come back. I'll work for a couple of hours. I'll go to a coffee shop. I'll do some work. So it's like I'm, I'm splitting it up quite nicely and I'm, I have enjoyed every minute this week. I have good, loved it. Good. I've loved it. It's been fantastic. I'm making sure I'm getting out of the house. Uh, I'm swimming. Um, I'm going to join a gym. Um, so the next time I see you, whenever that may be, you're going to like look at me and break me in half. I wished. I mean, I don't, I've never been that kind of person. Like I'm, I'm not about like bodybuilding. Cause uh-huh. I've, I've done gym stuff before when I was in better shape and it was always just like a few times a week and going to do some exercises. Like I'm not about becoming Hulk Hogan. Um, right. Right. But I, I, you know, I want to to be healthier, and so exercise is part of that. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, taking time to explore a little bit more than I would have done. Like I, I went to meet my accountant yesterday, talk about really important business things. And on my way back, when I was changing train, I got off the train and went and explored a little bit to go find somewhere nice to have some lunch. Um, that's that kind of stuff. Oh, I did have uh, a, a moment of panic. Um, this week, which was a finance one, which is interesting. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I, I, uh, underestimated what my final paycheck was going to look like. That's good, right? You said you underestimated it? Overestimated. Oh, 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 Yeah, I got sorry. that the way around. Sorry. I said under, but I meant over. Okay. Uh, I basically expected it to look to be about, I, I expected it to be three times the amount what it was, but it wasn't. Oh, Oh my! For for many different reasons, uh, so I ended up getting paid like a third of of what I expected, uh, which is fine. I mean, because I it just means that the buffer that I'd started to to make for myself, I have to eat mm-hmm. into already, uh, which is a little depressing. But I'm with you. So it's fine though. I mean, I, I'm I still have the ability to take more money than than I previous than I could have. Had. Yeah, it's all good, but it's like that was a real moment. I was like, hmm, money. That is a different <laughs> thing now. I have to think about that a lot differently than I did before, and that's something that I need to start getting used to. Yeah. So one of my tasks that I will complete tomorrow, if I can be bothered and this is one that i really don't want to do is to sit and go through all my finances with a fine tooth comb work out what i should keep what i shouldn't keep mm. and start budgeting better which is something that i need to do anyway um but it's yeah it's one of those things like oh they've got the paycheck through uh immediately called old company hr and they explained to me how uh i'd been incorrectly told something and how i had uh 
not had all the correct facts and that's why I was being paid the amount that I was and it was like okay well that's happened now I, d- I didn't freak out about it I was like this is a, a mild panic and then I was like well move on from that now because there's nothing I can do about it and then just carry on with the rest of my day let me um let me interrogate you a little bit about this out of curiosity because this makes me think of something I feel like Aaron and I both do really, 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 really well when things go the way we expect. And this is probably not unique to the two of us, but we could expect something absolutely terrible to happen. But if we expect it, we're cool. We can roll with it. But if something unexpected happens, even if it's just the littlest bit bad, and sometimes even if it's good, uh, the two of us, I'm probably worse than her, but the two of us just freak out out about it and i don't it's something we're both trying to work on but are you like that as well like can you roll with it like you did with this or are you generally like oh my god the world is ending i tend to deal with things much better if i'm expecting and or prepared for them the fact that i had i had already been like piling up some like i say like it was millions but i you know (laughs) i i'd been we've had like a month and a half of the payments come through and I haven't touched it, you know? So that was building up. It was just going to be a buffer for me, but now I have to take from that buffer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I already had some money. If I hadn't done that, if I didn't have that buffer, uh, it would have been like, you would, you would have heard me screaming, you know, in, in terror about it all. But <laughs> I already had some level of like protection from it. So anyway, so I felt better about it. But yeah, I'm I, I'm very much like if I if I can visualize something, I can deal with it a lot better. If I have something unexpected, then I do freak out about it. But that feels like a a normal thing. I think the clues are in the name of it, right? It's unexpected. And if you don't right. expect something, I'm sure that there are some people that love those sorts of things, but uh I'm I'm not so great about it. Yeah. And again, I, I think it's a human thing to not handle unexpected things terribly well, but God, I'm the worst about it. And I'm trying really hard to get better with it, but oh, it's tough. Anyway, so week two, all in all, things are good. Yeah, I'm happy. I am good. happy. That's excellent. Let's let's take a second break and let's talk about the baby. All righty, let's do it. This week's episode of Analog is also brought to you by our friends at Studio Neat. If you don't know Studio Neat by now, you should. Tom and Dan make incredible products. Some of my favorite things that I own come from these guys. They have a level of care and attention to detail that is top notch. And this holiday season, Studio Neat want to help you be the bartender. Many of us love tasty beverages, and it's actually not as hard as it may seem to make them at home just the way that you like them. Like many things in life, you just need the right tools and a little bit of help, and this is where Studio Neat can step in. To start with, a new thing, completely new, they've put together an at-home cocktail tool guide, which you can find at cocktailtoolguide.com. This lays out all of their favorite hardware and gadgets, as well as how and why they use each thing. And you can trust these guys as they know a thing or two about cocktail tools because they've made a couple of their own, the Neat Ice Kit and the Simple Syrup Kit. The Neat Ice Kit, we've spoken about this on the show before. Casey, please could yes. you provide me with a sound effect? I can do that. That's the worst sound effect ever, but, but uh, <laughs> it is a piece of neat ice. So the funny thing is, I um, we got on the call 
Mike and I earlier, and I did that same move, and I did the God, that's so quiet. I'm sorry. But anyways, I was clinking my neat ice around in my glass. And I said, Mike, do you know what this is? And he said, "Um, ice. And I said, yes. Do you know how I would describe that ice? And he would said, neat. And you know what, Casey? They're sponsoring today. And I honestly had no idea. So I am obviously a user of the neat ice kit. I adore my neat ice kit. And everyone should have a neat ice kit. The Neat Ice Kit is a kit of stuff that helps you make neat ice. <laughs> it comes with a super cool mold, which allows you to make clear ice at home. That's what it's about. So it's it's tools that you need to create clear ice, which is much better for cocktails. It melts slower and it's just better. It looks cooler. And it helps you make really big chunks. And it also you get a, a mallet and a chisel um, so you can cut it all up. And you can crush it and, and do all fancy stuff. And there's loads of different ways that you can use the neat ice kit to make your cocktails the extra extra special. And they comes with some really cool recipe cards as well. Um, so you can learn how to make an old-fashioned or a mint julep. And new something new for uh, the great guys over at Studio Neat is the Simple Syrup Kit. This is something that's currently available for pre-order after a successful Kickstarter campaign. But if you do order the Simple Syrup Kit now, it will ship before the holidays. This is a kit that allows you to make and store simple syrup at home. The simple syrup kit is something which is everybody needs, every cocktail maker needs, because simple syrup is a key thing for cocktail making. It allows you to prepare, store, and easily pour simple syrup without needing to boil sugar or anything crazy like that. So head on over to studioneat.com and help yourself make some delicious libations this holiday season. All of Studio <laughs> Neat stuff makes excellent gifts, and they have an awesome catalog of wares. If you use the code ANALOG, spelt any way you like, at checkout, you'll get 10% off anything in the Studio Neat store. And don't forget to check out cocktailtoolguide.com. Thank you so much to Studio Neat for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. And we are... Um both very friendly with Tom and Dan from Studio Neat, and genuinely, they're the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. So they definitely deserve a couple of bucks of your hard-earned money, and you will definitely get something awesome in return. Good gifts for you, good gifts for other people. Absolutely. So uh, Declan is three weeks in a day. It's flying by, man. Time is flying by. It's weird. Um, but things are good. I don't want to take up very much time because I think we I've had more than my fair share of baby talk, but... Things are good. Um, he's still sleeping reasonably well. Um, the last few nights, he's gotten a little bit fussy a little bit before feeding time. Um, so that very well could be that he's going through like a growth spurt and is hungry or something like that. It could be that he just feels like being fussy. But in the grand scheme of things, things are going really well. Um, I spent my first full day at work today. I've been doing a lot of working at home, doing a lot of like doing half days, Um and we survived. Uh, Aaron survived. He survived. I survived. Everything is pretty much going well. Um, no new epiphanies that I can think of other than I'm taking less pictures, but I'm still taking a crap load of pictures. Um, but other than that, mostly same old stuff. What about um, being back at work, though? What's that been like? Weird. Um, in some ways, refreshing because it's good to feel kind of normal again. Um, in some ways depressing because work has been kind of tough lately and, um, I'll just come out and say it, it put, having a kid puts a lot of different perspective on it. 
And on the one side, having a kid makes work even more important because I kind of need to feed Declan and Aaron because Aaron is working at the hardest job in the world, which is to say she's staying home with him. But so in the one sense, it's a lot more important. But in the other sense, it's like, this doesn't matter. What matters is here at the house. Mm. And this just doesn't matter. And that's a hard thing to reconcile, you know? It's an interesting, like, it kind of does and doesn't matter at the same time for equally important reasons. And they both fall extremely highly on that scale. That's, That's so interesting to me because it's like, it does matter because you kind of need the money that the job provides to look after your family. But it doesn't right. matter because you'd prefer to be at home with your family. Yep. It's that's it's a really interesting sort of polar opposites, but mm-hmm. both equal like but you actually sit on both sides of those opposites. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of not normal in, in those sort of situations. Um, that's exactly right. Oh man. That's... I mean, it's it's a great problem to have. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not complaining, or if I am, I don't mean to be. But it's weird, you know. It's just a weird thing, and I don't know. It's it's not that I don't take work seriously. I, I always take work seriously, but I, I'll get myself really worked up about something, and then I'll think for a second, and I'll think, yeah, this just doesn't matter. I mean, whatever this client wants, I'm going to try to get it for him, but it doesn't matter. But you, you mean in like the grand scheme of things, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, this was a, a different thing. It's different. But that was like, it was that sort of thinking that, that pushed me uh, to to do what I'm doing now. It was like the whole, it doesn't matter, there's more important things. My more important things was, was Relay FM. Like, mm-hmm. that was my more important thing. I mean, and arguably... Your important thing is more important than my important eh, thing. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's all, it's all, everything's relative and it's all about your particular situation and your particular perspective. Different strokes are different folks, right? Yep. That's what makes the world go round. Something like that. And um, so w- where is your brain in this then right now? Do you think that this is something that will continue or do you think that this is a, a temporary thing as the baby is new? I think it'll continue. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny because in the same way that Aaron is adjusting to being a stay-at-home mom, which is a definite huge adjustment, I'm adjusting to being the sole breadwinner for the family. And I'm not saying my adjustment is harder. In fact, I'd argue it's considerably easier, but it's an adjustment nevertheless. And and it's, again, hard to reconcile one with the other. It's hard to reconcile the fact that I really need to work in order to keep our family together and, 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 and fed and successful and housed and clothed. But nevertheless, when I sit back and think about it, I, I realize that, yeah, it, in the grand scheme of things, this is not that big a deal and life will go on whether or not the particular website for this particular company that we happen to be building gets pushed exactly on time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's interesting because I think it hits different people differently. Like when my brother had kids, uh, he became like so much more switched on with his career. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And like he is doing incredibly well at his job now. Like he's one of the best people in his company. He works for a really large um, recruitment firm. And like he is like super switched on. And I'm really proud of him because 
he kind of stepped up to the plate. And I'm not saying that's not what you're doing. No, I understand. But it's a different type of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, the thing that I think is really tough about it is I have a side hustle, which is this and ATV. See, this is what I'm. This is what I'm. This is what I'm dancing around. Uh-huh. So, I mean, because he and I know many people, they step up because they realize, right, this is the important thing right now. I need to put bread on the table. I need to put clothes on my children. So I need to keep my job and work really hard. And I think that that incentivizes a lot of mums and dads to go out there and like be the best they can be at what they do because it's like I can't lose this job anymore. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. most important thing. But you're not like that, and and I think the reason you're like that is because you're like, hmm. If I maybe do this and this and maybe work a little bit harder at this, I can just stay at home every day. Yep. And and that's tough, you know, because it's it's not the sort of thing where I don't like my job or anything like that. But man, I would love to stay home with Aaron and Declan, even if even if I'm in in the home office working the entire day, even if I'm kind of ignoring them, just knowing that if I really need a fix from you know, a little cuddle from Declan or Aaron for that matter, you know, I can run downstairs and go say hi for five minutes and, you know, who's going to stop me. And so like you were saying, diversifying my income through ATP and analog is a blessing in a million different ways. Um, but at the same time, it's a curse. It's also a bit of a curse. And God, I feel like I sound so whiny, and I feel like I'm—I no. I don't sound appreciative, nope. and I'm super appreciative. But it's a weird thing. It's—it's it's a thing you don't expect, you know. It's because the grass is always greener, right? But yeah, exactly. You've, you've got one foot in each garden. Yep. Like, and, and to be honest, both of them are green in their own way. Like. Let's suppose for the sake of conversation that ATP gave me enough money that that I could do that full time. The problem with that is if I say to my work tomorrow, you know, in two weeks, I'm done. And after those two weeks, what happens if John or Marco says, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. That's a big deal because then what do I do? Because that's most of my income. You know, or what if you say... I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done with analog. That's a lot of my income. What what do we do then? You know, what do I do? I, I need to go back to work. And so the the more um, free spirited answer is, well, you know what? Then you get a job. You know, <laughs> what's the big deal? But because I'm so risk adverse, it's I'm super scared of that. And I mean, obviously, it do, it doesn't matter anyway because I'm not I'm not at that point. But even in this hypothetical, I I don't think I would quit my job because. I'd be so scared of what happens if Marco or you or John decides that they're done with me. Yeah, but I've got that problem though, right? I mean, that's the, that's the yeah. life that I'm currently living in. And my stakes aren't as high as your stakes uh, because you have a family to support where I don't. And one of the reasons... Um, one of the reasons that I've done it right now is before I have the problem that you now have. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, before I have a place of my own, before I have a family of my own, I will have sorted this out. Yeah. One absolutely. way or another, it will either be a great success or I will have gone and go, gone back to the, the jobby job world. Uh, I don't expect it to happen, by the way. I actually do think this is going to be for however long I do it. This will be what, what I do. Um, but it's like, so what do you, what do you do now, right? Because if you're anything like me, 
it's going to weigh on you quite a lot now. Oh, yeah. Because you have this, like, fantasy situation. I mean, because who doesn't want to to do what they love as the only thing that they earn any money out of and it be the only thing they need to do to earn all the money that they need? Like, who doesn't want that? Absolutely. It's yeah. a tough thing. And, you know, it's... I wonder, you know, how could I further diversify myself? Like, what if I took my blog more seriously? Not well, that maybe that's a poor way of phrasing. I take it seriously. I just don't write on it or for it often. So, what if I what if I force myself to write a post a day? Could I monetize that? Could I get an an RSS sponsorship? Could I do something with that? Could I freelance maybe, or could that, could I parlay that into, is that the word I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. Could I, could I make that into a freelance opportunity? Um, but here again, it's just, it's so scary not having a reliable, consistent every month, all the time income, you know, it's just, oh, it's so scary. And here again, it's kind of a, it's, it's all a hypothetical argument because it's, I'm not at that point, but if I was, you know, I thought about it, you know, how could I get to that point? What if I was at that point and it's appealing, but it's also totally scary. So this was like, you know, about the, the income thing, um, was, that was kind of one of the things that came crashing down to earth when I received that paycheck was like the defined income for me is gone now. So it's about the way that I manage that going forward and how I have to be disciplined and and have to be smart and have to think ahead and a bunch of financy related things. Um, I mean, what, what happens when you get to the point where you're making more money? Like, then I mean, then how hard is it to to go into work every day? If if hypothetically ATP and analog were making me more money than my job, and or anything else that you do to further sure, sure, sure. monetize and diversify your brand, so then th- that that becomes the best possible difficult decision in the world, you know? Because on the one side, it's like, well, why not just go into your job? I mean, that's what everyone does. I mean, that's what 99% of the of the world does is they go to their job, they make their money, and then they go home. But um, I can't help but wonder, you know, well, that, that leaves me other options. You know, it's not a binary decision. What if I just decide, you know what? I'm just not going to be the best employee at my job. That doesn't mean I'm going to allow myself to be the worst. It just means I may not be the best. You know, in the same way that you said your brother, like, doubled or tripled down on being awesome at his job. What if, if ATP and analog and whatever else made me, you know, as much as my real job, if not more, what if I just kind of decide, you know what, I'm going to cruise and maybe I won't advance. Maybe I won't get a huge fat bonus at the end of the year, but I'll certainly do a good enough job not to get fired or anything like that. You know, what if I just embrace the idea of not being the best one there? And not to say that I am today, but you know what I'm driving at, right? You know, what if I just embrace kind of maybe mediocrity? That's an option. Not saying it's a great option, but it's an option. That was the route that I took um, as I was approaching this. Like, I decided that I would just be the very minimum I could be to be good, you know? Like, what is that level? Okay, do that level. Keep your job. Don't lose your pride. Uh, and just do what you need to do every day to to feel like you've not 
been cheating the company out of the paycheck. Right, right, right. But like, okay, let, let's um, let's circle back to this follow up. All right. I want to talk about um. Oh, it was just in my brain. I want to talk about the idea of what if you took the leap and then could how could you find other work. Right, but I want to thank our final sponsor for this week's episode because this episode's taken an unexpected turn. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode of Analog is also brought to you by our friends at Dash. Dash is a super cool website that lets you quickly create real-time custom dashboards. These dashboards allow you to get a visual overview of important data for your website, business, or even your life. Dash allows you to pull in data from a variety of different sources. There are dozens of pre-built widgets for services like Google Analytics, GitHub, Twitter, Chartbeat, Pingdom, App Figures, and so many more. But if you want to get geeky, you can display your own custom data in Dash. They have an API that allows you to share data from Dropbox or the web and create custom widgets like line charts, tables, or complete do-it-yourself. You can do that with iframes if you want to. I mean, say, for example, you are an app developer and you have your statistics in App Figures um, and you have your website, so you have Google Analytics on that and you have a Twitter account for your um, for your app and for your app business. You could set up a, a dashboard in drafts that had all this information on there. So you could put your current uh, rankings with app figures. You could put your Google Analytics in and see how many people are on your site, where are people coming from, what are your referrers. You can see what people are saying about you on Twitter. And you could have this as a tab open in your web browser all day. You can click into it and at a glance can see all of this information. You can also have the uh, iTunes store charts there as well so you can see has my app broken into the top 10 like these things are really good for day-to-day stuff but say you've got a big product launch going up you could set up a new like product launch page you could have all of the really important things you want in there like keyword searches and stuff like that on twitter so you can see what people are saying about you you can just really just sort of double down if you want to is saying this a lot today and create the, <laughs> the type of thing that you want within Dash. The pricing model is a lot like GitHub. If you're familiar with that, it's going to make perfect sense to you. Everyone gets unlimited public dashboards so that you can share live data with the Dash community. So you can set them up there for free. You can have a free account. You get public dashboards. Everyone can see the sort of stuff that you're putting in. But if you want to keep some information private, you can upgrade to the Pro account, which is $10 a month, and you'll get unlimited private dashboards too. These are just for you to see. But Dash is currently running an also limited time promotion. If you sign up for a free account at thedash.com, you'll also get one private dashboard in addition to your free account's unlimited public dashboards. There's no credit card required, and you'll keep your private dashboard forever. This is a fantastic offer, and you should be taking advantage of it there's nothing to lose so go and sign up right now at thedash.com thank you so much to dash for continuing to support relay fm and analog excellent thank you dash so i wanted to talk about what could you do right so let's say that you you left your job tomorrow mm-hmm. could you like freelance on the side could you have a fantastic idea and come up with an app um respectively yes and maybe i could freelance for sure and actually i have several friends that either have done or do that currently the problem i have with the idea of freelancing is is that you have to drum up the work in the same way that you have now become in part an ad salesman I would have to become kind of a Casey salesman, if that makes sense. And I just don't have any interest in that. And 
I, I kind of like the idea of going somewhere, being told what to do to some degree in, insofar as you're going to be working on this project and then going home. And the idea of having to like figure out where my next freelance gig comes from, I just, oh, that makes me tired just thinking about it. Like, I don't know how you do what you do to get ad sales for this show and all of your other shows. I, I, I cannot imagine doing that. It sounds terrible to me. And Not- I'm so thankful that you do do that. So, I mean, we have, uh, I think it's, pre- it's pretty obvious, at least in the last week or so, we have some help from the mid-roll. Um, they've been helping us out a little bit. Um, but the majority of the ad sales that are coming through at the moment, I'm doing them. Uh, because that yeah, it's just the way that we're currently doing it right now. But they're supporting me where there's spots that I'm not filling, for example. Or if I, you know, th- they have a lot of great contacts and they're really good for that sort of stuff. So we've been helping, you know, the mid-roll have been helping us out here and there, um, and that's going really well. But the interesting thing is, and this is fantastic, the last two weeks I've been getting more and more people contacting us. I, oh, that's I, awesome. This is serendipity. Like, I don't think there's a specific reason that it's happening um, unless people want to support us. But not ev- some are, but not everyone's saying, like, I know you've just gone full-time we want to help support you there are people that are like that and everyone's fantastic and those people are lovely but um you know that we have been getting more requests come in i mean they don't all turn to business but it's interesting like we're getting more and people are being receptive and you know we've got great long-time sponsors we have people that buy here and there like it's going really well we're building up an interesting book so it's this is like a this is like a thing that I know that will annoy people but it's not as hard as it may seem it's not as hard for me as it used to be like before Relay when I tried to do this stuff with my smaller networks and when I was independent like it just a couple of it was really hard but now you know, we've got an interesting amount of buzz and attention here um, so yeah I mean I can't complain about that it's going well and, and it sounds you know, things are good it's looking up in that regard and it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm happy yeah, so you would have to sell yourself a bit, I think. Right, but right. once you get an element of popularity and or notoriety, it's not the hardest thing ever. Well, yes, but I don't have that locally, and that doesn't mean if I were to do um, you know contract work that it has to be for for firms in Richmond. But certainly that's easiest, right? And I don't know. I mean, also the 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 fame, if you will, and I'm putting humongous air quotes around that word, the fame that I have isn't about what I tend to do day to day. My fame, if anything, is being a talking head about Apple and occasionally feels. <laughs> and so in terms of like my day to day work as a .NET developer and, and as an occasional um, iOS developer, just because I talk about stuff doesn't mean I'm any good at it, right? And so it maybe maybe being quote unquote famous would get me in the door, but I'd still have to work pretty hard to convince people that I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but my like you you can be a talking head professionally. I am a talking head professionally. That's true, but you've diversified yourself across many shows. You take more ownership and more willing and you do so more willingly about sales and stuff like that. Um I don't know. I feel like I'm sounding very defeatist and already throwing in the towel. I don't mean to. It's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work 
that you don't need, I don't need to, to be to take on. an ad salesman because you have people that do that for you. I guess, but I mean, I guess what I'm what I'm thinking is I would theoretically have to either start another show or do my own show or like I said write for my website or write for others websites and um I don't I I feel like I would need more I mean I certainly I would need more than ATP and analog cuz I've looked at the numbers and it's not enough but but I, I even if it was enough it's just that's that's a lot of risk there that it's all going away but you could start another show if you had the right thing to talk about and people probably would listen, and you know people that would accept it, and you still wouldn't have to do any of the ad sales. Yeah, that's possibly true. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just trying to convince myself it's too hard to keep well, to keep my life understandable and easy. But I mean, and then you know, the the, the problem is I'm also pushing you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. I'm not sure I'd call that a problem, but I understand no. your point. Like you know, I, I'm I'm making this difficult for you because I'm I'm. In this conversation, I mean, I'm unfairly uh, probably saying I think that that you should explore it. But I'm like this with many of my friends, not not just you. So Brad, who I host a pen addict with, I'm always telling him that he needs to do this stuff. And we've had many conversations over the last couple of years, and he's finally doing more sponsorship stuff. Because the pen addict, the blog, is huge. It's mm-hmm. it's insane. Like people don't realize. Like I'm I'm going to his site now because he has some information up on his sponsor page. Because I don't want to make I want to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn, so you can find it there. Because people don't understand it. The pen addict gets over seven hundred thousand page views a month. God, that's a lot. It's insane, and because people don't recognize it, because like ah, oh, it's the pen thing. But like Brad is the John Gruber of the pen community. Like the pen addict is huge, mm-hmm. and. In that community, he's the, he's at the top, so it's it's in the same sort of vein. Like you are part of the biggest uh, app, Apple podcast, independent like independent Apple podcast around. Like I feel that that is obvious. Uh, I I, I it's prob- I'm pretty sure that's correct, right? It's you may not possible. say it. It's definitely possible. <laughs> so it's like you know, you, you you choose what you want to do with that, but you have the ability to just go ahead and and make that a huge success if you want to. Like, and and the way that you do that is by finding other things within that that, that can help you make money. So yeah, maybe it is you write on your blog a bit more, but the thing is that's not what people know you for. So I don't know what you do after that. I don't know what you do next. Right? Maybe you have. Maybe you have another podcast that you do on top of the two. Uh, I've clearly, well, I believe you can have as many podcasts as you want if you really want to. Um, I've proved that by the fact that I have six. Um, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> I don't know if it's a humble brag. Uh, you know what I should do is I should make a podcast about cars because I bet that would go super awesome. Oh, yes, and it's a it's a unexplored uh, niche. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know, it, and again, it it's important for me to recognize both internally and externally that the fact that I'm even saying that this is a hypothetical possibility. Oh my god, I'm so lucky. I I'm so lucky, and I and I I am so thankful that it's even feasible that one day this could be a possibility. And I don't want to lose sight of that. Um, even if I stay at my job forevermore. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that for a couple of years in the uh, 2010s, I was almost 
financially independent enough to to not have to work at a regular job. You know, that's that's really exciting, and I'm and I'm really proud of that. Um, but what do you think about regret in that? So, like, m- one yeah. of my key decisions for doing it now is like, if I don't do it now, I regret it forever. Like, let's say that this is your time now. I'm sure that Aaron hates me right now. <laughs> this is like your time now where you can either do this or don't do it. And and that's not because like f- your reasons are different to mine. Like my reasons are I don't have any financial responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. But maybe your time is this is the peak, right? You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. on the, the crest of the wave. Like you either do it now and use the springboard that you currently have to try and find ways to make yourself a, a even bigger deal than you already are or you don't do it and if you don't do it now you just start to you know the show continues for another two years and then the show ends and you've got nothing else mm-hmm. right i hear you then i mean so then do you do you look back and think i i wish i would have done it then because that if i would have started then then maybe i wouldn't be rushing around now trying to think of the next thing like that that's the thing like okay atp ends but in theory what the way that you solve that is by having other things that you do oh i completely agree and that's the thing is what are those other things you know is it is it writing for my blog is it writing an ios app and it very well could be an ios app but the problem i'm having is i don't have any very clever ideas and of course anyone who's listened to the, listening to the show right now that has seen my god awful existing ios app is saying no you fool you at least start by updating your existing one and and that's certainly the first step but i mean fast text will never make enough money to support the family it's just too simple i mean it was never designed to be a anything more than a fun side hustle. And so I would, I, I need some brilliant idea in order to, in order to figure out what that next step is. Well, and, and it's funny because as I say those words out loud, I wonder if the brilliant idea is to just freaking jump off the deep end, jump into the deep end of the pool and try it. And that'll force me to come up with an idea. I don't know. It's tough. And, and again, uh, it, this is all largely hypothetical because I'm not at the point where I I can reasonably do this without being genuinely worried about how I'm going to feed my family. But it's something to think about, you know, and it's it's something I've thought about it a lot. It's something I've thought about as I listen to Back to Work. It's something I've thought about as I talk to you and I and I admire all the things, all the decisions, the tough decisions you've made lately. It it's a wonderful wonderful place to be, and I'm very lucky that it again it's even possibly hypothetical, but it's a it's a tough thing. It's scary, man. It's scary. You don't need me to tell you that. No, I don't, and and I I can't imagine the the type of scariness that's in your situation. It is scarier yeah. to do it if you were to do it. Like that is much scarier. Yeah, uh, it's different. Scary right now. I think it's scarier. Than, than mine because you kind of have this new family but th- th- in the interesting ways that is your impetus for thinking about it seriously well that's the thing is you know you were talking about regret and generally speaking i don't really think of i don't regret a lot because i'm very happy where i am today including with my jobby job and and i wouldn't have gotten here without both the good and bad steps i've taken along the way so i'm not really that much into regret but that being said, now that Declan is here, I would hate it if I looked at him when I when he's 10 in a decade and I think to myself, God, I wish I'd stayed home more. I wish I'd figured out a way 
not to have a jobby job. I wish I had, I figured out a way to be at home with the family more because just yesterday he was three weeks old and I was talking to Mike about what I could do. And just today he's 10 years old and I've missed out on a decade and I don't work that much that that's, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but that, that scares me and man, it's a motivator. It's a motivator for sure. Mm. Man, this took a serious and weird turn. This is not at all where we thought this episode was going. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the original plan, and then we had another episode planned, and it wasn't that one either. Yeah, exactly. So this was the third. This was the unexpected third tier episode, I guess. Accidental. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Again, th- th- these are such wonderful, amazing, awesome privileges to be having this conversation, even hypothetically. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're done, though. Yeah, I think so, too. If you'd like to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash analog slash 15. If you'd like to tell Casey to quit his job, you can tell him on Twitter. <laughs> he is at uh, C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. It's Casey Liss. My name is at iMike. I am I am Yk. I've said that twice today. My name is not iMike. That's, that is my Twitter Funny handle. Funny how that is. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter. Oh, there was something we didn't mention. Let's keep it for the after show. Okay. Uh, and if you would like to find our sponsors for this week's episode, you should do that. They are our friends at Drafts, Dash, and Studio Neat. Thank you so much to those guys. We'll be back next time. Until then, Casey, please say goodbye. Cheerio, old bean. So the uh, the agreement, the the ATP analog baby agreement. Mm-hmm. So because of your weird recording schedule and our weird recording schedule, multiple ATP episodes have passed now mm-hmm. since since we originally discussed it, and then uh, John just destroyed it, and and it was included twice in the episode, which I thought was hilarious. It was included twice. It was right. Oh at the yeah, start. yeah. Because it, right, 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 right. I remember. It's like that on one. a yes. further wage war on that podcast, which I, I thought was hilarious. Yes. But then you guys went and honored it anyway, so I don't know what the problem is. Well, yeah, that it was funny because I think it made it into the ATP episode. We started to talk about Declan and baby stuff, and then we genuinely started to talk about technology stuff just accidentally and. Um, Ding. And so at the end of the episode, one of us said to the others, as it turns out, we did just talk about tech. <laughs> so apparently your uh, your mysterious ways uh, worked out. And th- th- that was not the droid I was looking for in the end of the day. I just have a really, really huge legal team. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lawyering up in the background. Fair enough. You're, well, you are prepared for war then. I am. I am. I'm prepared. All out. All out warfare. Well, that's good to know. Yep. So basically, you're going to fire me, and then the ATP guys are going to fire me, and then I'll be without any podcast at all. I'll have to do do your daily, Casey. We're just both setting you up for the worst prank of all time. Uh, Probably. (laughs) Everyone convinces you to quit your job, and then we... Everyone's oh, that's like, so bad. That's, it. that's so bad. <laughs> oh, you're a terrible human. Ay, ay, ay.